You're listening to Fearless Talk, episode number four. Today's episode features our very own E.B. Hepworth. God shared this message with E.B. during one of the most trying seasons of her life, and after months of feeling like she was coming up short, God met her with an invitation where he asked her to imagine her life with his imagination rather than her own. E.B. unpacks the way of discovering God's imagination through making time for him in the secret place and pressing into the intimacy of being alone with God. It's there that you will find your truest identity as his daughter. This episode is so full of gold and we hope you love it as much as we do. If you find yourself smiling during this episode, make sure to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. We hope you love it. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, we are officially back we're together back. again, and we're so excited. The band is back together. <laughs> we we really do feel like we're doing some kind of like, I don't know, like TV show. Like, I feel like I'm sitting across from Ryan Seacrest every time oh, I do totally. this. <laughs> totally. Okay, Live so. with Angel and Amy. <laughs> and also, we wish that there were actual video cameras here so you could see all the process, because it's pretty um unsexy it's pretty unsexy and it's just really like a lot of not anything cool but we're so excited because today Evie's going to be talking about um she's actually going to be kind of sharing a message that she preached this summer at a conference called now and now is a conference that our church riverhouse puts on um it's absolutely amazing it's for millennials and um eb spoke this summer on imaginating <laughs> imaginating (laughs) on imagining with God. And let me tell you, I thought I was a dreamer before. I thought I was someone who was bold in the way that I um, had vision for my life. And this message, and I just, she's not going to share like a sermon, but we're just going to kind of go over parts of it. Um, And it's honestly amazing. Grab your pen, grab lots of paper because it's really, really good. So Mm -hmm. First of all, Evie, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so <laughs> excited. I We have been loving everybody's podcast reviews. It's been so exciting. Um, but I'm excited to just keep jumping into this and just get, for you guys to get an understanding of who we are and um, hopefully share things that will encourage you in just your life and in dreaming and in pursuing a life unhindered by fear. So, so yeah. Yeah. So a little bit, kind of give me a background of where the whole message came from for imagining your life with God and dreaming with God. Yeah, that's good. So basically, um, when I was asked to preach at this conference called the Now Gathering, and we'll put that in the show notes um, because it's yearly and it's coming up again. It's such a powerful event. but And people do travel for it. Yeah. So you guys should travel for it. Yeah, it's amazing. And if you come, we would love to hang out with you. But um, Basically, uh, one day I was in a Starbucks because I really do believe that's the Holy of Holies for me. That's <laughs> I want to support local, but just Starbucks is always where I go <laughs> to meet with the Lord. And uh, so one day I was there. I was going to prepare for my message, and um, and I just felt so incredibly burnt out. And this is like last summer. This isn't like a long time ago. And, um, 2018. And, uh, 2018, yeah. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like the inspiration is just not there. I don't feel creative. I don't feel anything. I just feel tired. And um, so later that day, I think maybe later that day or the next day, Zach and I were coming home from church or driving home from church. And I just had this breakdown moment. And I was like, 
literally like, Zach, I feel like I'm giving 40% of my efforts to every single thing in my life right now, whether it's motherhood or marriage or friendships or ministry or all of these things. Like I just feel totally like you're giving 40%. And I think that's like the worst feeling on planet earth yeah. when you're giving, you know, you can give more. Oh yeah. And so, um, my husband was, and I just felt like I'd hit my ceiling basically. Like I was like, okay, I've reached my capacity. And I just like the call on my life is to watch Netflix, which I've said before. <laughs> and, uh, so basically, um, a couple of days later I went to go try and keep working on that message. And I just honestly felt so discouraged. And so, um, just really, really tired, honestly. And the Holy spirit spoke to me in Starbucks. Hello. Uh, and this is not a sponsored ad to buy Starbucks. <laughs> wish it was I wish we were getting sponsored that'd be so fun uh but this um basically the Holy Spirit word for word um said Elizabeth whoever has the control of the imagination has the control of a generation and he just started to invite me to step into his imagination for things and he kind of took me on this journey of what stepping into his imagination looks like and I remember writing these things down that he started speaking to me he said um you know, whoever has control of the imagination has control of the generation, that the ability to step into God's imagination brings healings to bodies, minds, and relationships, and mobilizes strategies to feed thousands and care for the hurting. The list goes on, and it is by God's word that stirs the imagination, the radical imagination, and I'm putting it into this generation to release it. And I just really felt like um, the most beautiful form of art we really could ever invite other people to, to step into is to imagine imagine with God. And, um, and so just a few things I want to highlight with imagining with the Lord and just like, what that, what does that look like? And that's what we said on the very first podcast. If you listened, like, how can we create things to be practical? Mm-hmm. Um, cause we don't want to ever be like, just imagine with him and you'll be okay. Like yeah. that's not how it is. We understand tired is a normal emotion and feeling. And so, um, I just, I think testimonies are so powerful because then you're able to yeah. see like, oh dang, like that is actually, it actually happened. Yeah. So, um, just a little bit of a backdrop. Basically, um, five years ago, Angel knows the story. She was with me the whole season, but Zach and I were married for, uh, just over six months and I got pregnant and it was a total surprise because, um, it was just a surprise. And, uh, basically long story short, we had an ectopic pregnancy after like three weeks of just a very emotional, um, like chaos. And, uh, basically, um, you know, it, it was just a really hard season. If anyone who's ever lost a child or, or had a miscarriage or any type of loss in that sense, they understand, um, it's just hard. And uh, in my imagination, like what my human imagination said was, okay, we just lost a baby and now we have 50% chance of getting pregnant again. But God's imagination says, I set the lonely in families and I'm close to the brokenhearted. And six months later, we started the adoption process. And I, if that hadn't happened, then we wouldn't have our two beautiful children. And I'm not saying like, God, that's just a, his imagination says that somehow in his amazing grace and just unreal (laughs) godliness he makes things he makes them beautiful it's wild that's his imagination so later you know you start the adoption process you're fundraising we never expected to adopt two children it's you know thousands and thousands of dollars and we're in full-time ministry already fundraising all of our support my imagination said how on earth are we going to do this like how and god's imagination said i will always provide financial provision in his heart. I own a thousand cattle on a hill. I I can take one fish 
and what loaves and feed thousands. That's what his imagination says. Mm-hmm. So, so good. yeah. So basically there's, um, you know, like our imagination for this will be the last example, but like we were, you know, a lot of you guys know the story, but we adopted two beautiful children and our son was deathly ill. And, uh, upon bringing him home a few months after he got diagnosed with Duchenne muscular dystrophy and it's, um, classified as a terminal, uh, genetic disease. And my imagination, um, when, when we received that was this would happen to us. Like this would happen to us. Like, come on. My imagination was just discouraged and just so tired of getting bad news after bad news. But God's imagination says by his stripes, he's healed it. You know, and I think if you can tell the theme of his imagination is always his word. And if you want to step into his imagination, then you have to step into his word. And it's by really, truly like the lost art of our generation, I think, is understanding what does it look like to actually abide in his word. Because mm-hmm. when you're abiding in his word, you're abiding in his imagination. And when you're abiding in his imagination, faith becomes a just a direct response to, you know, trials and problems because it's so inside of you. It's been abiding and growing and been nurtured and watered that that's how trust becomes this just like magnetic force. That's how joy somehow like people are like, how is she so joyful when all this is happening or how is he so patient with his wife or whatever it's because that's a natural product of abiding and imagining with the lord if that makes sense Mm, that's really good that's like probably too one of the most practical things that we can do like i think i was just telling matt this morning matt is my husband and i was just telling him this morning every single time i read the word i'm like oh my gosh this is the answer to everything i've been searching for and i like Especially with like, you know, in this podcast and in this season of life, it's like, how do you like when you feel burnt out, Mm -hmm. you genuinely like we're not designed to like sustain ourselves forever in crazy growth. Like and and the only person that I've seen like provide for that is God through Mm -hmm. his word. It's never through. It's honestly for me, it doesn't even come the same way that it comes through his word as it like. Prayer doesn't bring that. Worship doesn't bring that. Community doesn't bring that. It's like just being in his word. Yeah. And it's so crazy. All yeah. of a sudden you're, you have this boundless imagination to our creator, with right. our creator. It's so it's true. It's crazy. It's so, so true. Isn't it funny how like when I, I put in my notes for this message, it's we're most creative when we're in his imagination. Show me a generation that taps into the creative imagination of God and I'll show you a generation of signs, wonders, healthy families, and more. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because we really are like... Like when you step into his imagination, all of a sudden the rut or the burnt out or the exhaustion or whatever, all of a sudden that's when creativity comes in. That's when a rush mm-hmm. of rest comes in. Like it really is like, and like you said, it's like all of a sudden you read it and every time you're like, wow, I like that was the missing piece. Yeah. Every but for time. some reason in our busyness and in our humanness, it's like so like it just eventually becomes an option. Yeah. And then when you somehow get out of the like rhythm and just like the you forget the truth that that really is like the compass and navigation system for all of our life. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, why am I overwhelmed? Why am I stressed out? Why did I just scream at my husband and like throw a bottle of mustard? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> you maybe getting that imagination. <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, when you're constantly abiding in that imagination and when you take his imagination and then you put it inside of yours, that's when you're actually like walking in your identity, walking in a peace of mind. And Um, it's something that's interesting is like, we think of Disneyland, like Disneyland. When you think of Disneyland, you think of them so creative, always 30 steps ahead of everyone else. Just such a like innovative group of people and innovative brand and company. And their workers are called Imagineers. 
It's because they imagine they, it's like, so when we are able to actually sanctify our imagination, that's when radical, crazy things happen. That's when songs are released and that's yeah. when, you know, books are written and that's when, you know, like, you know, hungry people are fed or whatever, like, and that's like just such a product is these dreams and these destinies. When your imagination is sanctified through the word and sanctified through community and prayer and all these things, that's when like really powerful things happen yeah it really is a direct line to like him and his promises over your life yeah a direct line to heaven yeah and glory yeah it's because it really does feel sometimes like have you ever thought about the weight of the phrase glory to glory Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like Tarzan and I'm like swinging from (laughs) glory to glory (laughs) on these like vines and most of the time like I'm I'm not kidding unless I'm in the word I feel like sometimes I'm just hanging on a limb like I'm just like okay so so when am I gonna move and I don't move until I'm in the word it's like so crazy and then sometimes when I'm like I feel like I'm Tarzan swinging through the world (laughs) but it's it's so crazy it makes it's the only thing for me that makes glory to glory possible yeah it's, yeah. it's just being in the word. Yeah. And I didn't, I honestly didn't even have words to, to say that until I heard you preach this message. Mm, that's so good. Yeah. I, it's funny. I just finished, if you follow me on Instagram, I just posted a couple of days ago, but I just finished the full year of reading the Bible in a year, which I've never done. And my husband, You've always wanted to, I've though. always wanted to, but here's the thing is I just haven't. Okay. You guys, <laughs> I have justified it being like, Oh, well it's on my phone. First off, if you're trying to read the Bible, don't read it on your phone because you know, notifications come up, whatever. It's just so easy to like get away from it. But when you have a practical, like a real Bible, tangible, like put your phone away, like practical things that we talk about of actually stepping in your imagination. Imagination takes your full, full attention. Mm-hmm. So if you have a phone in your hand, then all of a sudden you're substituting and you're diluting the experience that you could be really having. But um, I would read things to Zach. I'd be like, oh my gosh, like Zach, listen, I read this and he, you know, like, and can you believe like, a donkey really did talk like to, or whatever. And my husband would be like, yeah, I've literally read that a thousand years or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, no. But did you hear like King David's like, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And Zach's like, okay, like seriously, like, and it just, I've been so shocked at how little I know the Bible. Yeah. And I, I hope that that encourages people. I also have the world's worst memory and I assume abiding means, um, like memorizing. And I think to a degree when you memorize, obviously it becomes so much like dwelling in, in your heart that you will remember it and it will stay in your, your heart. But I, I don't be discouraged if you, um, like feel like you read and all of a sudden it's not sticking, like yeah. just keep reading. And you know, some days it's not going to be this glory to glory swinging from branch to branch moment where oh, you're yeah. like, Oh, that just answered my daily, my issue that I, but it will always, always speak to you in a way that you need to just like, and you'll just learn more about who Jesus is. And, yeah. and even and about, if it's not like in the moment of reading, sometimes I read my Bible and I read the same sentence like a thousand times. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even know what I yeah. just read. Yeah. But then like later on in the day or the week, mm-hmm. I'm like reminded of it. And that's the glory. It's not just this like really quick thing only when I'm in the word, but it's this thing that comes from being in the totally, word. That totally. Totally. And I think that's a reflection of it meditating in your heart that maybe mm-hmm. like, and that's when all of a sudden you'll be in certain situations and then the Holy Spirit will start to talk to you like, oh, like, remember when you read this and this was their response or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that, I think that's where a lot of uh, transformation happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, so something I talked about in the message was, um, uh, actually, it was the morning that I left for that Starbucks where the Lord told me whoever has the control of my imagination has the control of a generation. But... Um, 
my parents were visiting in town for my son's birthday. And for some reason I had noticed the last like two months that our dishes weren't getting cleaned. And we just had moved into our, the first house we ever bought. And I was like, and it's a brand new dishwasher. So I was like, why are these dishes not getting clean? And I was so annoyed. And then my, um, stepmom texts me and she was like, Hey, you know, while I was preparing this message, actually, ironically, she was like, why are you, why have you been putting laundry detergent in your dishwasher? And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's not laundry detergent. It's dish soap. Like I wouldn't do that. And she's, and she sent me a picture and she said, Evie, it's laundry detergent. And so, <laughs> was it like a Tide Pod? Yeah, not like it's like a, it was like method because yeah. I'm organic. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, and the Holy Spirit seriously spoke to me in that moment. He was like, you know what? Like prophetic words are really, really amazing. Um, like community is crucial. Like all of these things, those are all really, really good things. But we have got to wash our minds. We have got to wash us with the thing that was created to wash us. Prophetic words were not created to wash us Mm. and community was not created to wash us the only thing that renews our minds and actually can sanctify our imagination is by washing our minds with the word if I want if I want to wash my dishes then I need to wash them with what's actually going to make them clean and the Holy Spirit really started talking to me that really did like I was like dang and it's just like that's where it's it's so encouraging to me because I'm like God is so in these small moments that if you would have told me that 15 years ago when I was just kind of like, oh, God's just kind of this thing in the cosmos that will like make people feel good about themselves and like whatever kind of like mentality just in a rebellious like mindset. Like, but those things you can't ignore no matter what mindset or season or whatever you believe, like you see those things and you're like, oh my gosh, God is literally in everything. He's in a dish soap story. Yeah, That's how real he is. That's how he can like, literally he relates to me in that. That's how he speaks to me and reminds me to get in his word is through detergent. Mm. Like it's crazy. So, um, I don't know. Maybe you're thinking like in theory, imagining with God sounds really nice, but how do I like actually start? Like, what does it look like? How do I actually like, you know, like plunge into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I think the only way to actually like step into that space, like, and actually making practical things is like the Bible talks about a lot, how God wants to reveal secrets to you that he's revealed to nobody else. Um, and in first Corinthians two ten it says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deepest secrets. Um, and the only place that you can, um, in my, not, I shouldn't say the only place, but the the most crucial place to be able to imagine with God through the word is in a, in a secret place, in a hidden place. And that means just really, really, um, a space where you're just really learning how to know the voice of your shepherd, where you're really learning to, okay, I read the word, I read this. Now let's take this and let's digest it and let's talk to him about it. And that's where like a, a hidden place, place, a secret place, that's where, you really learn how to let things abide in you. That's where you really learn how to like, like I said, know your, your shepherd's voice. And it's, um, it's a hard place because we live in such a crazy like place of distraction and we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my, your phone goes off or my kids are screaming or this, but you have to fight for it. Sometimes, you know, in a secret hidden place doesn't mean you're literally secret hidden. Like a lot of people are call space. Yeah. Like, don't do that. That's dangerous. <laughs> I, this is what's so funny. My secret place, and every season it'll look different, but believe it or not, my secret place for the last year and a half of motherhood has been in the YMCA locker room with naked Nancy right in front of me. I am not kidding. I don't know why old women think it's okay to just blow dry their hair naked, but 
that has been where I get in my quiet space. I put on my headphones because I can put my kids in daycare. And that is where I literally will just sit and think. Yeah. And it is so funny because it's the most unlike place that honestly I would prefer. I don't even like it, but that's the space that God has the yeah. locker room of the YMCA because there's Wi-Fi and childcare and I can sit on a bench <laughs> Listen. Next to Nance. Next, next to my girl, Nancy. <laughs> but seriously, that's what's so crazy. And that's where I learned to develop a conversation with God. And it doesn't have to be this weird, like, strange thing. Sure, at the beginning of this season, when you first start to, like, have a dialogue with the Lord, it does feel strange because it's new. And anything new is odd and strange and uncomfortable. But that's where you start to have a conversation with God. And, like, the littlest things, he becomes your best friend in those moments because little tiny things, like, should I do go left or right? Or should I do this? Or just like, God, what do you want me to do with this um, money that is deposited in my account or whatever? All of a sudden you'll notice he will talk to you about everything that you ask him mm-hmm. and he's involved in everything. And, and it's like a lot of times he'll just say, babe, whatever you, whatever you want to do, you know, go ahead and do, or like, that's where you just understand his voice. That's where you're able to like live in freedom because you're so abiding in the Lord and you're so in tune with his imagination that it's just yeah. flowing out of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as someone who is like, I'm so bad at reading my Bible. That's why I think I feel totally. so amazing every time I do. Yeah. It's few and far between. And that's mm-hmm. something I really would like to be better at. Especially after reading this message or hearing this message from you. It was something that I felt like, I felt like I was missing out on it. Like, missing out on so much of my life not yeah. reading the Bible. And, like, it's so crazy. Because I, sometimes I'm like, okay, if I spend enough time in worship, if I practice my the gifts that he's given me, if I become a better listener, become a better wife, and I'm doing these things, like being a good steward of the things he's given me. Mm -hmm. And I think this is like, I don't know if this is necessarily like false, like, I guess it could be false theology, but like, I'm, I'm not doing the one thing he like designed me to do to get like refresh. I'm doing all these other things. Totally. And it's like, it's like, I, I truthfully don't feel like I have like the trust in who he is to like really make a decision knowing that it's him. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was something that I felt so lacking in like one area of my life when I heard people say, well, like, like, you know, I was reading and I felt the Lord, like he gave me an answer to do this or, mm-hmm. you know, I've like all of a sudden people like you and Claire was, she's really good at this. She's like in the word so much. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you feel like when you say like you have the peace to do it, when you feel like God told you to do it, like, is it an audible voice? And I've always struggled with this. Mm-hmm. Like, is it an audible thing? Is it like, he's giving you a vision? Is it? Cause I've, it's not something that I experienced. She's like, just be in the word. Like you, you will know, but it won't come from being a good wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. Things will come and things will surface because he's a good father Mm -hmm. so he'll like bring those to the surface but like it's not in being like you know fine like honing in on my creative skill it's not honing in on my prayer leadership books yes leadership yeah it's really just like getting like one-on-one with him yes and it's those other things will polish it. Those yes. other things are so helpful and amazing yes. tools, but the basis and the foundation. It's not the core of it. Yeah. The, the foundation of breakthrough and just identity mm-hmm. really is found in that secret place. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, that's like, I wrote in my notes, it's in this deep secret place with God that God's imagination, where God's imagination lies and Satan's imagination dies. Because when you're in that secret hidden place with the Lord, you are so in tune with his voice that Satan's imagination can't 
start to manifest in your head. And Satan's imagination is shame. It's embarrassment. It's guilt. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a poverty mindset. Like uh, he wants to come and obviously yeah. plant all of these insecure thoughts inside your head. But when you're in his imagination, you know what he says about you. You know who you are. Like all of a sudden, uh, it doesn't matter if you're a worship leader or a pastor or a uh, whoever or a podcaster or a, mom. or a mom, anything, your name in the in the quiet secret place, the most effective, crucial thing about you is the fact that you are Abba's child. That's it. And all of a sudden, yep. there is no striving. There is no, and I, you're t- I'm like coming from the biggest striver and performer. Like that is what I've just been used to. And so mm. that's why this, this simple truth has profoundly impacted my life. And that's also where God, he does literally share intimate secrets and some te- like stories is like our uncle, he literally was in prayer and the Holy Spirit gave him a terrorist software strategy in his quiet time, an entire equation that goes literally like it was this whole that's thing. That's the craziest thing. Yeah. And he wrote it all down. And now he's literally shifting the entire terrorist like strategies working in the, with Pentagon. Like the Pentagon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's uh, somebody came to our uh, church recently or last year, Richard Gordon. He had a similar story where an en- he's an engineer. He was an engineer in South Africa. And he's um, basically was given an answer to change the entire world of <laughs> like, like, uh, again, an equation. And that's what's so crazy is when you're crazy enough to go into that deep hidden place with God, he's crazy enough to start to tell you things that will change the world and will actually bring change to human problems because he trusts you because you've spent enough time trusting him. And it's like so crazy when you trust God with more of your time. Yeah. Like it, it, it's so, it's so funny because we try and say like, Oh, I just can't know if I can't trust. Like we white knuckle grip these things, but the product of trusting him is always so radical. Literally. I have never trusted him and regretted it ever. Mm -hmm. So why on earth do I always talk myself out of trusting him when it comes to finances or when it comes to relationships? Like we should know better, right? But we don't, we're humans. So like, regardless of where he has called you to, whether it's Hollywood, a medical field, marketplace, whatever, when you go into the deep place, I promise that he will reveal things to you. It's the birthplace of identity. It's the birthplace of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It's the birthplace of creativity. It's the birthplace of his imagination. Like literally without a shadow of a doubt, you will come out knowing the voice of your shepherd and being the most creative version of yourself you ever have been. Mm-hmm. So crazy. So when you say like, um, like you learn how to trust in that place and it's so hard that, like not to trust, like, Every time you trust God in the mm-hmm. secret place and every time you like get to know his voice more, but it's so hard for you because you white knuckle grip these things. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I feel like I do and a lot of other people might do, or maybe I'm the only one, but, um, it's like, I don't fully know how to like, how do I, I, I feel there's this phrase, I think you've used it before, but it's being alone with the alone. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that terrifies me. Yeah. Why is why do you think that is? I think um, maybe you're not comfortable with sitting in silence because yeah. you love silence. You love yeah. sound. You yeah. appreciate music. You appreciate voices. You like. So I think I'm um, almost like insecure when I'm when I'm quiet, alone. When I'm, and yeah. Alone. And it's yeah. it's the first time I ever found out how to be alone was with Matt, which is I think obviously like a huge component of like our relationship and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that because it was so foreign to me at first, but it's mm-hmm. like, it's like such a vulnerable place to be alone with the alone. It is. Yeah, it is. And you feel, um, for some reason your human response is to, you feel exposed because you know, you can't hide anything from the Lord. I imagine 
gosh, I, we're getting like so Christianese, but I imagine that really is how Eve probably felt when all of a sudden she was like, oh, dang, this is the Lord himself. And then, that, you know, she says she covers herself. But um, I don't know. You know, I think that that's it's just It's like a, I don't have shame necessarily yeah. or secret. I think it's just a, a, a growing pain of being alone with the alone. And I think that's kind of the first barrier you have to press through is like, what, there's, why is this uncomfortable for me? Why yeah. is this new? What What is in this that I need to press into that's not like natural for me to yeah. like spend time with him or natural for me to be excited or to feel comfortable. And I think a lot of times we, ex- we like put in the same place, comfortable comfortability with peace, but that's not, I don't know if they're totally interchangeable. I think that I think like, so. pe- yeah, I think peace is something that like, it, it, obviously it can't really be defined, but so that's how, I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like being alone with the alone, that's where you're like, okay, Lord, like, Learning how to be quiet is so hard, especially for millennials, right? Because we like always have some notification going off or a song in the background or something. So but, always sharing how we feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> story after story. So um, I think um, it's just a, a, it's just something that you get to press through, and it's such an honor when you learn how to be silent. Yeah. With like <laughs> Jesus, because all of a sudden you'll realize like when you are silent, it gives them so much space to talk. And you, that's coming from two talkers. We both yeah. are the ones that will, we navigate every conversation we're a part of. Mm-hmm. We direct where the conversation should go. So I think that that's just a part of our personalities too. And it's like, put aside personality tests. It doesn't matter what Enneagram you are. Like just put all that aside. When you get silent enough with the creator of this universe, he will start to unleash his heart on yeah. you and you will start to like be excited to be like, oh, I can't wait to listen because I know he's going to speak because I've never gone into that place and come out yeah, like insecure or yeah, so true. irrelevant. Yeah. It is something that I feel like I just have to kind of get past, like oh, literally like press through. Yeah. And there are all of these like, I don't know, in doing it and in actually practicing, I'm like, oh, that's why they use the term pressing through. <laughs> like it makes totally. sense. Like, like you're literally like up against your own vulnerability yeah. and you've got to like go through it and it's so weird as a super vulnerable person too mm-hmm. who like prides myself on that I can't yeah it's it's so weird I don't know why it's probably one of my like biggest it's like okay I almost feel like I have to get ready for a first date totally you know and I'm like <laughs> make yourself presentable with God now <laughs> totally like but yeah see my big so that's like kind of your battlefield in the sense of being like imagining with the mm-hmm. Lord or whatever mine is emotion and busyness like I I um like I have always prided myself on being such an early person in morning time but I can still kind of how I said at the beginning when you know that you're giving yourself you're giving 40 percent of yourself to something and you know you're capable of more it's like that's how so often I've actually come out of quiet times with the Lord because I'm like I know I didn't give him my all only because on the uh, corner of my mind I can think of all the things I need to get done or um, there's just practical things of the day like oh shoot like my two hours of daycare up or whatever Um, but that's for me my biggest emotion is sometimes I'll talk myself out of going in a quiet place because of feeling like well I just don't feel like doing it and mm-hmm. I just have to do these other things and other things like right the world is natural so it's a there's natural you but can the, hold it feel like exactly it touch you. it's real but the supernatural is unseen you can't see it so the unseen consequence of not having my hidden quiet time with with the Lord is a product. The product of that is always anxiety. It's always insecurity. It's always, and I'm like, dang, but then every single time when I push through, like, I just don't feel like waking up early or I don't feel like going on a drive or I don't feel like spending my Friday night at a Starbucks when I want to hang out with my friends. Like 
all of a sudden when you decide to press through that and you're like, okay, I know this is needed and I know I've got to like get with the alone right now, mm-hmm. then you'll come out of it and be like, dang, I was overthinking this. I was, you know, and again, you'll exchange his imagination and yours and your reality will change. Yeah. But it's a, it's a process of having that be like, it has to be a rhythm in your life to be able to sustain because you cannot just bounce from, okay, encounter, okay, a hidden place for a season. Oh, that should sustain me for a week. Mm-hmm. It has to be a oh, constant. Oh, this will total, carry me. Yes, exactly. That yeah. is irrelevant. The, the, the deepest, deepest relationship with the Lord, like it has got to be, I am so freaking thirsty and desperate for his voice this morning. I cannot breathe. I don't want to say hello to my husband before I speak to him. I don't want to wash my face before. Like I am so hungry and I'm in such a deep, deep need of Jesus that I have got to talk with him this morning. I have got to. It's the first thing on my mind. And maybe it's not the first thing. Maybe it's your lunch break, whenever, fill in the blank. But like, that's kind of like the heartbeat of where I want to be. I'm not saying I'm there now, but I, I want to be like, I cannot take another breath in until I say hello. I can't, I, I have like his word in the message version. It says that thank you is the password into his presence. And I have always been like, oh my gosh, when I don't know what to pray, I'm just going to start with thank you because it is the password in his brain because he loves when we thank him. Thank you, God, that I woke up this morning. Thank you, God, that I have a friend that believes in me. Thank you, God, that I, you know, whatever. You just start Mm -hmm. thinking. There's always something to thank him for, right? No matter how broken your life looks. And then all of a sudden, that's when slowly the imagination, he starts revealing how faithful. He didn't have to give you that friend. He didn't have to put lungs and breath in your lungs. Like, and you're like, dang. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's just this constant, like, (laughs) you know cycle of gratitude yeah that's so cool so have you ever seen yourself as like because I mean I feel like after you wrote this and after you preached it you literally like flourished like I've I've seen you through a lot of seasons Mm, wow and in every season you've been an entertainer Mm -hmm. I would say totally um and a performer. Totally. Like, I mean, probably the best. Yeah. But in this season, since coming out of this, and mm-hmm. since, like, really knowing it, and obviously so much of it is mm-hmm. motherhood, and, like, and by the way, there's more coming on EB and motherhood. It's so exciting. stay tuned. <laughs> oh, it's coming soon. <laughs> but there's, like, since this whole yeah, message was spoke, it, it like, since every, sure. yeah, I feel like you've, you've, really become this person who like actually knows the voice and the whisper and even just like the push and peace of God. Yeah. And it's, it's literally like so crazy to see. Mm -hmm. So before all this, did you ever feel like this was what you were missing? Did you feel like, can you kind of unpack that a little bit? Totally. Um, absolutely. I feel like this is what I'm missing, was missing. Um, you know, I feel like for me, my kryptonite, like my battlefield, the kryptonite for me and like the ammo of heaven is peace because my natural flesh is a striver. Like Angel said, it's a performer. It's uh, anxiety. It's like, like waking up hype. Yeah. And like just, you know, inspiration versus vulnerability or whatever, like that's my natural flesh. And then when you sanctify it, it can be beautiful. But when it's, um, filtered through this lens of wanting to be liked or, um, wanting to inspire it, it's honestly, I mean, evil, yeah, it's not the real thing. And so, like I said, like for me, the peace of heaven really is the ammo of God for me. And that's what reeled me in. That's what keeps me in. That's what I absolutely need. Like, and so, um, 
when I realized when I go into the secret place, when I realized that there's an actual tangible peace that will come over me when I understand his word and when I actually take it for what it is and when I actually believe what I'm reading can actually happen. Like, and it's, it is different when you have kids because when you have a son in a specific situation, you know, like it's like, wait a minute, I've read that God came and that he raised the dead. I've read that he touched, he instantly would touch someone and they would be healed. Why am I not believing that right now? And it's changed the way that I've viewed my faith. It's changed the way that I've viewed who Jesus is. It's changed my relationship with the Father. Like, And so it, for me, it really has been the missing piece. And she's right. My life has drastically changed since last August. What is that, like six months ago? Mm-hmm. Because it's like all of a sudden you really are starting to find your like validity and your value and like I'm like I don't care about xyz I'm a child and it sounds so elementary and it sounds like oh that must be something that like helps you sleep at night actually that's the greatest truth about me and that's really all you need to know to know that I'm significant and so it's like it's not coming out of a place of pride or like I said like it's just like that's what I, that's why I'm breathing. That's why I'm able to be a mom. That's why I'm still married. That's why I'm still somebody's friend because my value isn't in those things. It's in something greater. And it's really cool to see how you've taken that as saying like, I mean, after this, something that you said so much to so many other people, it was like, all you could think about to say was like, but you're a daughter, you're a daughter. Like, yeah. it was, that makes you feel so much better. Like, and they, there wasn't always context to it. For sure. But it was like, it was so cool to see how yeah. like your only response was like to release that identity. Yeah. And, and it was really neat because I feel like in the past six months, you have come out of this place of being all of these different things, whatever. And you were all those things really well. But you've come into being this just like you're actual god-given identity and you're just encouraging that over everyone and it's crazy to see the the glory that god's taken you Mm, to with that thank you but gosh i love that message so much it seriously (laughs) changed so much for me i was like i need to imagine and i need a quiet place (laughs) now (laughs) give me a closet yeah i gotta go everybody's like literally praying in their closet But yeah, it it really will change you. And it is something that when you implement your whole life will change. And, um, like Angel just said, it sounds so silly when you go through life problems and you're like, no, but you're a daughter. I, I, but what does that mean? If yes, if you guys were in my freaking brain every day, when a thought comes through, when whatever, and all of a sudden I'm like, I can't remember whose quote it was, but it was like, I can't afford to have thoughts about me that God doesn't have. I think Bill Johnson, like I cannot afford to. Because that costs me my peace. And my my peace at this point is kind of the currency of my like existence. So I just can't do that, you know? Yeah. So um that's how I feel with, with this is like I can't afford to like let these things that don't go in his imagination to come into mine because then I can't carry out these things. I can't be a mom, I can't be a friend, I can't so that's why it's as cliche and like I guys, I am the queen of like kind of sometimes teasing like Christian cliche things because I'm like oh but you're just a daughter <laughs> but like it you are just a daughter and yeah. when you change the tone of sarcasm to that and you actually imagine your father saying it over you like you're my daughter yeah I don't care what else you're my daughter all of a sudden your life will change yeah you can wear so Jordans good. if you want to you can wear stilettos if you want no I'm just kidding but seriously but you'll you have can. confidence to all of a sudden rock things you never would especially a different attitude and you won't carry yourself in insecurity or shame or fill in the blank because all of a sudden you're like none of all that's irrelevant I'm a daughter and that's freaking drop the mic yeah and, you know. and I think that's I think really that like knowing your identity as a daughter is really I mean obviously there's a lot for somebody who's not that close to it like 
for example, like it took me months and months to really like replay this whole sermon Mm -hmm. in my head to to let it take me to the place of knowing that I was a daughter. It wasn't Mm -hmm. something that clicked in me right away. And I feel like, Hmm. but in doing that, like that's what's brought me towards being fearless Mm -hmm. because I never, ever once thought I would be fearless. I'm like, I am so freaking scared. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much fear in me. I'm like, but I knew that I, but the weird thing is, is I always knew inside, like the deepest part of me always knew that there was this fearlessness to me. I just didn't know how to get to it because I didn't know that I was a daughter and that it was already mine. And that's a really fearless thought. It is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm never going to be, I was like, I'll never be brave enough to think that simply or be that I had confident to make it or have so yeah so weird and crazy and like wrapped up in everything and I think like when I understood that I was a daughter when I really truthfully understood it which I'm still learning and I'm yeah, so happy to are. learn it for the rest of my life yeah, same. but that's when I was like oh my gosh yeah I don't have to be fearful totally so anyways that's so 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 good it really oh is gosh. so good but um yeah, so we're going to actually link, you know what I'll do is I'll link the actual sermon to River House, the podcast from River House in the show notes if you go to our website. Um, I don't know if it's on the podcast, but I know they have it. So we'll, we'll figure we'll out wherever figure it is. We'll figure it out and we're, we're going to share it so you guys can share <laughs> so it. So you guys can it. hear the whole message. That but was just a tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. Evie shared a lot of it and um, go go check it out, but it's amazing and um, kind of to like, let us know what you guys, what yeah. that means to you, like what being a daughter means to you, because I think it does mean something different to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, it's like a release of creativity for yep. some, it's a release of, um, just bravery, you know, like mm-hmm. it was for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so share with us what that means to you. Mm-hmm. We have already been getting like so many, such a huge response of yes. how like Fearless Co has Amazing. like, influence people and we're like wait a minute this is actually wait people are listening to us not only are they listening (laughs) but they're actually like being changed by it like what in the heck if you guys could just like hear when we were created i I mean we're only three episodes in but like i feel like when we We start up from the bottom now yeah we're like coming up with all these ideas and god had put a huge 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 vision and i mean it was it it was a lot Mm -hmm. on Everyone who's involved in this. Yeah. And it's been so... I can't tell you what your guys' words mean to us when you let us know how it's affecting you. Yeah. Because it's it's like the whole... We're not doing this for ourselves. We're really not. We're not doing it to feel better about ourselves. We're not doing it to become really cool. We're not doing it to make money. We're not even making money. We're literally doing it to start a dialogue and to be a part of this and hear what, what you guys are saying and how yeah. it's affecting you is crazy so it's really cool to see it yes. come to fruition so, so good anyways um make sure to check out the show notes let us know what you guys think yes and we love you, we guys. Love you guys so much thank you for joining us and gathering around and listening to our words and i hope you feel empowered to be exactly who god made you which is fearless and free and a daughter so we love you guys Thanks for listening to Fearless Talk. You are now officially a part of this fearless company. Send us some love at info at fearlessco.org and let us know how we can partner with you as you pursue the free life.